The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Can't wait till the 25th. You know what day I'm talking about? Of course, the day after tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Medjugorje had a proverbial saying among the villagers, maybe perhaps around the whole region. They went back generations and they'd say, can't wait till the 25th. This is all pre-Medjugorje as far as our lady's apparitions on June 25th. And what it meant, if it was said before a wedding, was the wedding was coming up, can't wait till the 25th. But what can we, through reason, relate this back to? Of course, Christmas is on the 25th. And so when they said that, whether it be a festive thing in July, something in September, or perhaps they were going on vacation, can't wait till the 25th. They might have been going on the third, but it meant the joy of Christmas. And so it is our lady comes to the earth now, preparing us for something. And we can say, I can't wait till the 25th for that. And yet, it's not going to be good. In the way we can see things now, 
But it's going to be a glorious time, a glorious moment. God doesn't come to give us a bad <clears throat> plate of food to eat. Even if it's bitter, it's for our good. We're coming to a new culture. I can't wait till the 25th. Will it be this year? Will it be three years from now? One thing you can know, you can be excited because when God comes to change things, he doesn't change it for the bad. Purifying fire isn't pleasant. Difficulties on first appearance are anonymous. But will it lead to joy? Will it lead to happiness? We're going to experience some of the most greatest joys we've ever experienced. Some of the happiness that we don't have today because it's blocked out. Neighbor and neighbor doesn't know each other. They're in little cocoons. The whole little world, which is connected globally, but not locally. They know everything going on in Pakistan, but not next door. What's going to change that? How can that change? Will it be good to change that? Things when you see doom and gloom coming doesn't always mean that it's going to result in that. A man who works, slaves, sacrifices to build his company, does without, lives an augurous life, one day will have a fruit, if he makes the right decisions, into something prosperous, a better way of life. And so it is, Ali brings this to us. We have a story today that exemplifies this in a way that's beautiful, and it gives you the feeling of can't wait for the 25th. The Christmas Well. When the city pipes broke at four above zero, the water spread across our road like the thick roots of a crystal banyan tree and froze. We all came out to stare, our boots slipping on the remains of last week's snow. It was three days before Christmas. Our trees and lights were up, our cookies were in the canisters, and our stockings were on the mantel. But we had no water. Not until the 28th, the Forest Hills Water Department said, and would have left it at that until someone got the brilliant idea of hauling up a water tank and putting it at the top of the hill. At least it's something, a neighbor said, and went to organize her pots. Others weren't so sure and said that the season was ruined. Our community well arrived that afternoon. An old World War II water tanker bristling with spigots its camouflage shell looked odd against the neat pre-war brick homes lined with hedges and crusted with old snow. Curious children and their parents watched a brief demonstration and then were left to their imaginations as how they would actually do it. I heard about the tankard after I came home from junior high school. Mom, Dad, and my brother John had already carried enough pots of water into the kitchen to make it look like a battlefield after a major roof leak. There was a leak of some sort, a family member later recalled. A pipe had snapped from the cold. We had water in stew pots, canning pots, saucepans, and even a few tin cans for the powder room. A large boiler was on the stove for doing dishes and washing hands. In the living room, behind the swinging kitchen doors, Handel played on the radio. The windows were painted with angels and snow, and the Christmas tree was ready to trim. Christmas was not going to be delayed. Winters are cold and often snowy in Pittsburgh. 
except for the hordes of children with whom I sledded in the open field below the alley. Neighbors only glimpsed and waved at one another as they communally scraped ice and snow off windshields on the way to work or to shop. Snowman-worthy snow might bring out a few townspeople for a moment's divertisement, but that was usually reserved for the younger crowd. Most folks kept to their calendar baking, Christmas card writing, and package sending off. Visit, visiting applied only to a few close friends, and often it was by telephone to catch up on the day's news. In winter, we just stayed inside. The Christmas well changed that. From morning to night, we bundled up in our bright wool coats and scarves and rubber over boots and trudged up the hill to the tankard, with our pails and pots in hand, like ants making lines to a picnic. Neighbors that we hadn't seen since summer, or hardly knew at all, tiptoed down their steep stairs or off their brick porches to go to the well. As we gathered at the spigots, conversations blossomed in the frigid air, puffing out like little smoke signals. What's new, Mrs. Hannah? Did you get your tree? My car didn't start again. My grandkids are coming for Christmas Eve. The pots and pans were filled, but so were the spaces between neighbors. Older times were recalled and strategies on hauling water offered. When I was growing up on the farm, we had a pump, had to prime it every time. Mother always kept a can of water next to it just for that. We had a well in Italy. The whole village used it. We stopped and listened to the stories. We filled and hauled and laughed at our communal inconvenience. Our own village was born right there in our neighborhood. Anything with a handle was employed. My family preferred our aluminum camping equipment, pots with wire handles that nestled together in the cellar when they weren't in use. But neighbors' containers ran the gambit of tin and copper pails to saucepans. Someone arrived with a wagon full of number five cans. Techniques on catching water varied. Some hung the handle on the spigot and let the container fill until it looked too heavy to lift. Sometimes it was. Others held the handle of their pots until they began to tilt. All day and night we came, the water spilling on our boots and onto the pavement. It was so cold that the water froze, leaving icy blobs around the tankard. At night, under the street light, they gleamed like diamond cow pies. On Christmas Eve day, the morning broke clear and cold. But by noon, the sky had begun to grow flat. The wind stung our cheeks like a sharp, wet kiss. We scurried for last-minute presents and lingered over the evening meal, wondering if it would snow. Would we get to church, or would we have to stay home? Service at eleven o'clock in the evening was always an adventure. Dark fell at four o'clock. We turned on the lights on our tree and in the windows. Outside, it began to snow, invisible at first to the eye. The flakes grew from pinpoint to apple blossom size, sashaying down to the frozen ground. Bit by bit, crystal by crystal, the snow covered the street, the cars, the knobby roots of the oak tree in front of our house, with a tenuous mesh of white velvet fuzz. Then, belying its gentle start, the snowfall suddenly exploded, throwing out snowflakes like the contents of a huge feather bed. In a silent rush, it covered everything and piled up, mutating the street into a close, distant world. By five thirty, it rose four inches deep, with more to come. Janie, girl, will you go out and get water for dinner? 
I pulled back from the window and smiled at my mother, who stood at the swinging door leading from the long living room to the kitchen. She wore a Christmas apron with ruffles and her hands were covered in flour. Behind her wafted the smell of cinnamon. Sure. I went into the kitchen and down to the side door landing where coats and boots collected. My mother handed me some pails. I opened the door and stepped out into the virgin snow. In my life, there are scenes that have stayed with me always. There are hallowed memories, forever magical in my mind. Going to get water from the community well that Christmas Eve is one of them. The world beyond was still and silent, and a strange pale blue light reflected off hillocks of snow that looked for all their worth like confectioner's sugar. My neighborhood had undergone a remarkable change. It no longer seemed an average residential street in a big city, but rather a country lane in a long-ago time. The streets and yards had become one vast empty field, its hedges hidden somewhere under the snow. Candles flickered in windows. The trees overhead formed a tunnel whose roof was made of mist and falling snow. Far off, a street lamp beckoned like a muted star. I tightened my mitten grip around the handles of the pails and, like a character from A Christmas Carol, went out to get water from the well. When I reached the top of the street, I stopped. Under a street lamp, the Christmas well stood. Its cylinder shape topped off with several inches of snow, its tongue and wheels hidden. The bright yellow light of the lamp played over it and gave it a curious glow, like the manger in the nativity scene under the star. It was impossible to see into the gloom around it. There was only the well and the snow rushing down from the sky. I felt utterly alone and at peace. I put down my pails. Merry Christmas, a neighbor said as she peered around the other side of the well. And a happy new year, said another. What a beautiful night. From beyond the well, a line of scarves, hats, and coats dusted with downy snowflakes stepped forward with their pots and pails to say hello. My neighbor's faces were red with cold, but each had that particular smile of goodwill and humor that had brought us to the well. Christmas had come. A broken water pipe had not delayed it. We would gather our water and carry on with our lives as if nothing had happened, except that something had. With each pot and pail of water we carried away, we also took a new sense of community and resourcefulness and perhaps the true meaning of Christmas. I live in the Northwest now, where we rarely get snow at Christmas. But each Christmas Eve I think of that snowy night when I went to gather water at the Christmas well. As I turn on the lights in my windows and on the Christmas tree, I look outside at my tree-lined street to where a city light stands guard above the hedges. I don't even have to close my eyes to see the Christmas well glowing there under its light, the snow falling down on its cylindrical shape, and the neighbors gathered around. It is etched forever in my mind. Let us always be neighbors to one another, not only during the Christmas season, but throughout the year. Neighbor hadn't seen neighbors since summer. They hardly knew some of the other neighbors. For years, when I come up to Kiritas, and the moms are carrying their children across the parking lot, sometimes the mom and dad has both hands full of children, and I always tell them, come into the well. And you can see the sparkle in these kids' eyes because they wake up, and they're coming to Caritas. And for the first time, all these children are gathered. 
the best toy a kid can have, the absolute best toy to play with, is a kid. No toy will they play with longer than another kid. And when you get 10 or 15 little kids together, this little roundup of kittens, which is what it's like if you like watching a bunch of kittens after they've been born play, will always bring joy. And so I reasoned that years ago, that it must have been something for these moms who had their husband leave, the older kids going to the fields, that the mom would be not only carrying water, but she would be carrying the kid to the well. And when they met at that well, whether it be Jacob's well thousands of years ago, or those just two or three hundred years ago, when you had a community well, what that meant to these children seeing each other, when they played around or what they did, it was a joyful thing. Was it joyful for the mom? No, not really. Would it be joyful for this community that lost the water a couple of days before Christmas? Well, they had the pleasure and the consolation of knowing that they were going to eventually return to what they had. And so while it meant something, and we have Our Lady telling Yvonne, well, he repeats that this physical change is coming across the whole world. Does it make sense to you? to be way away, way up in the technological world or our advanced society, if something's going to happen. The more primitive when something happens, there'll be, lower, there'll be less for them to fall to the ground. The more advanced, the further they're going to have to go to get back to the basics. Just like these people just scrambling for pots and pans. They went to the very basics just overnight. Not overnight, just in seconds. From one moment they had it, the next moment they didn't. And so the higher you are, the more advanced you are with civilizations across the world, the higher the fall. Doesn't it make sense to you to be thinking, a thinking people, a thoughtful people, that the closer you get to the soil, the more primitive in some ways you can depend on yourself to be independent and have your own autonomy to take care of your needs, that would be standing in the soil. It's not very far to, far to fall to your knees, and it's not going to hurt. We've got to start thinking this way. And we've got to realize this is good. This is a can't wait till the 25th moment. You know, villages are going to spring up. You can't make it by yourself. You're going to have to have it that way. Community. Yesterday, watching the kids at our rosary, was just like watching kittens. They're all around the nativity. They run around going crazy. Apparition time they go up to the statue. And I thought about that. This is nothing no different, or this is not any different, rather, than watching a bunch of kittens play. And it always brings joy. It's always something that Our Lady had said has fulfilled here, Caritas, is pray to, to, pray to um, rather pray until prayer becomes joy. I can't say we're in deep meditative prayer at our rosary for the apparition. Often we're laughing. Often we have this joy of just seeing the scene of everybody coming to the well. The well of grace, our lady in the field, where she's given the apparitions. The well of grace in the bedroom, where she's talked about family. Through her apparitions by a physical presence there. And so, what is our can't wait to the 25th in the future? Will it be joy for you? Will it be like this village that sprung up from a broken water pipe? 
You don't fix a leaking faucet. But when the pipe burst, you call the plumber. Our pipe's going to break. Our lady's trying to tell us that. She's trying to make us understand that in every sort of way possible. But are we getting it? We had in 1993 the great blizzard off across the east coast. And that blizzard touched down into the deep south. I think it was even snowing in Tampa. Here in Alabama, we had our first blizzard ever we experienced. And in that, sitting out there in the field at 5 a.m., we all got covered with snow. Snow was blowing sideways. We'd never seen anything like that. But it's so fun for us. But we lost power for six days. But not only did we lose power, we lost water, which we rarely lose water, almost never. But those six days were so fun, we didn't really want it to end. There was hardships to it. It was arduous. It was cold. We weren't equipped in a proper way for this to continue for a long time. But it's also a sign and a warning. There'll be joy amidst trial. But things that can be done now and decisions you can make in the present can make your trip to the 25th, your trip to the well, much more something that's going to bring the joy of life. And it's interesting that our lady says, this is a time of grace. Use this time well. Our lady's words always have dual purpose. She's talking about going to the well. You better use it well, because you're going to be going to the well. You're going to be living different. And so we got these beautiful things our ladies, beautiful things our ladies unfolding to her messages. A beautiful message in and of itself Pray to comprehend the profoundness of my message, and you'll use this time well. Frank? Yeah, this is, um, what it ain't going to happen is, is providing for the future, you know, for the people that are responding to it to be this living well. And, you know, um, I think that we should have the attitude that everyone listening should have the attitude that. God saved the world through Mary's yes. One girl said yes to God, and salvation came to the world. And it, she became the mother of humanity and was concerned for humanity. And her son was the savior of humanity. You know, our mother and our brother. And this is how we should respond to Our Lady's message and, and the writings. And um, it ain't going to happen is that as if it depended on us, it, that, you know, how we respond to this will be how well we can bring those in need to the living well in the future. Because the economic system is very much like this gigantic pipeline that has a bunch of holes in it. And what um, we're seeing right now very clearly is, is desperation on the attempt, uh, you know, the central banks as they attempt to um, fix this hole and fix that hole before the whole thing breaks. And um, it's very important now that, you know, we take this attitude with what we're supposed to do with, with all the major writings, but particularly it ain't going to happen, and look what happened while you're sleeping. And, uh, you know, we spoke about look what happened while you're sleeping yet, uh, last week, but it's it's just so simple that this has been from Moses to the 1960s. Either they were, were stupid
stupid for not buying and selling and, and closing their businesses, or we, we've really got this wrong, and it's not a small thing that, that we're missing. And I think that we have to respond to these writings as if, you know, the future depend on us, our yes. I think this is what Our Lady is, is telling us through her messages, how important our role is for the, for the future of humanity. Well, we have every indicator of waiting for the 25th. Proverbial even set up generations ago to people and the joys that come with it. So how is it now that we can sit there and sit there with our hands in the pocket and think we can do nothing? This Christmas, this season, needs to be one of a reflection, prayer, and thoughtfulness of where you're headed. What is your position? Where are you going? Uh, a friend of ours during the, 20, the five days of dedication we just had gave us a book called The Have More Plan. And the plan was about a couple who lived in New York City in 1950. They were in the apartment. They wanted to go out for the Sunday stroll and be with the kids. So they got their stroller, they got their food, they got their blanket, they packed everything up, they got the stroller out and the kids and the things that the kid needed. Get on the elevator, go downstairs, get on a bus, drive 15 minutes, go to the park, go to the place. Everything's so crowded, so they find this little spot off to the side that's a grass patch. They said, this will be pleasant. So they spread everything out, get everything back out. And a policeman comes along and says, you can't be here. They said, why? You're on the grass. They said, yeah, that's why we're here. Well, what if everybody wanted to be on the grass? There wouldn't be any grass. You got to leave. Husband says, let's get out of here. Dwight says, yeah, let's just go back home. He says, no, I don't mean that. I mean, let's get out of here. Let's get out of the city. So what they did, they began a path of looking for a little homestead. And they wrote a book about their story called The Have More Plan. In other words, if you want more, you need to downsize. Go back to basics. Go back to small. Go back everything backwards. And then build from there. They talked about growing their food. They began to get radio shows that they did. They, from this booklet, they got printed. Better Homes and Gardens published it. They became famous through this. And copies went all across the country. And they believed in 1950 that the restructuring or the reconstruction of the United States of America would be healed. Our land would be made strong again if people just moved out and was not so compact, more rural. And they discovered that you don't need 40 acres or 100 acres. A couple acres, they do this. So this whole book is explained and illustrated about this life. Uh, it's a beautiful little booklet. Or it's, not, it's the size of a magazine, a life magazine copy. But there again, people don't really realize how to have more is to go backwards some. Start having autonomy over what you have. And it will produce. There's no seed that doesn't come out and grow another hundred seeds, plus for you to eat also. So you can have all the tomatoes off your vine you want, and then seeds for the next season also. God made it that way. Very few people know that. They think it's the grocery store that made it that way. God made everything prolific. So you're going to be struck and stuck by poverty, by not making decisions now. This is the season I wait. I can't wait for the 25th to make your decisions that if you'll prosper, 
through your labor and make it. I don't care how rich you are. You're not going to escape this. So don't think because you got money and don't think because you're poor and how much you depend on somebody else that you're going to make it. These physical changes are to change man and his direction and make going to the well a, a pleasurable experience, even if it's arduous, even if it's hot, even if it's cold. Frank, how did it get a hold of you? You can call us uh, toll-free. The number's 877-936-7686. You can also contact us by email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And we'd like to wish everybody a very holy and merry Christmas. And uh, till next week. Okay, well, the, the, the main purpose of calling Frank is to discuss your financial situation. It doesn't make any sense for your future to be saving in cash, the stock markets, other investments. You need to get toward your little have more plan. You need to get your little place. You need to get the best way to position yourself for this spiritually, prayer, fasting, and physically, making the decisions. And so the plan with Global Silver as a ministry is to have something transitional because you can do that immediately, but you can't go make this plan, have more plan immediately. It might take a year. It might take years to do it. Well, it's going to take years no matter what you do, no matter if you have the funds to do it. But what do you do in the, end time, in the immediate time is to make those decisions that you can make today as transitional. The goal is not to give you silver. The goal is to bring conversion through what you have through the miraculous metal magical around. That's stamped on the silver that we had designed. To bring conversion. Because our lady said, pray for those who care for their salvation. There's grace. Seek first God's kingdom. Everything else will be given besides. So if you can use the exchange that everyone has to have exchange, we always have had that through civilization, for a means of conversion, why not do it? But also for transition to get you to the well. Get you to that point in your life. So we also want to wish you a very happy Merry Christmas. And I want to say to Avery, Kylie, Olivia, and Bishop, can't wait till the 25th. We wish you Our Lady in a special way these days. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.